Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Hey, 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 it's Devin Simone. Yes, and I'm Devon Rogers, and this is MTV's official Challenge Podcast. We back! Yes, it <laughs> is, girl. You should just call this the Godfather episode. Right. Kidding, kidding. <laughs> Am I so allowed to say get... the head of the snake episode? Am I allowed? Is Ooh, it okay? <laughs> girl, they gonna be on you. This episode, it, it wasn't filled with as much drama, but it was interesting seeing the dynamic shift yes. a little bit. So yes. we had the challenge, we all fall down. And what was interesting about that is they were all divided in teams of four, but we saw Kylan and Mariah start to question Michelle, the AKA Queen B, the godfather of the game. And I feel like that's the first time that we've seen it this yes. season. Yes. The winners of that challenge end up being Ed, Horacio, Zara, and Berna. Go team, go. Yeah. Then they vote in Colleen. Colleen just can't catch a break. Oh, she can't catch a break. And then the house votes in Raven, and Raven can't catch a break either. Dang, girls, I'm sorry. Then we have the draw, and we get the mercenary, Cara Maria. Now, first of all, you know... She loves pulling the like random card in when it comes to the draw. Cause when we were on free agents, that girl always pulled the skull and crossbones, which is the one card you never wanted to pull. But this time it seemed like Car Maria was coming in With truly to cause chaos. She had all sorts of things to say. She had a mission. Sure enough, she pulled chaos, which means she got to pick anyone that didn't win any girl to come down and compete against. And who did she pick? She picked well, she called her orange shirt, but she picked Michelle. All right. She picked Michelle to come down. Michelle looks terrified and shocked because at this point, Michelle has been able to keep her hands clean and have everyone else doing her dirty work this whole time. Now she's got to go in and get messy. It's a pretty heavy matchup because Car Maria is an icon for a reason. Yeah. But ultimately, we did elimination blockhead, which turned out to be a giant puzzle. I mean, these are some heavy, heavy pieces. Yeah. But it's a puzzle at the end of the day. And the winner, winner, chicken dinner went to our girl, Michelle. Ooh. Whoa. Oh, didn't see that coming, especially because Cara was talking a whole lot of smack. Cara was showing out. She was talking a whole <laughs> lot of smack. Also, it was there was two pieces. One, the producers who had her when she was leaving. I don't know if you saw that she did this head turn and her side profile. Cara just glistening and glowing as she does, <laughs> like face card doesn't climb. But then when she was first going into the arena, they also had her do this slow head turn. It was giving Chucky vibes. I don't know what oh, the producers were doing on that one. It was crazy. But her exit side turn, she was looking like just absolute glowing perfection. Anyway, Cara loses. Michelle comes back into the house bigger, better, and arguably stronger than Man. ever. Ever. Day. It was 
an episode to remember. Who are you giving your gold star and timeout to this week? Okay, so my gold star and my timeout are going to go to the same person, okay? And that is Kara. I'm going to give her my gold star because Baby Girl came in with a mission. Do you understand me? She came in with a mission, and I love that she told Raven and Colleen, oh, y'all been down here? Okay, cool. Y'all take a break. Go ahead, take a break. Mm -hmm, I'm going to let y'all breathe. Uh, ma'am, you seem to be the one in charge. And then she said this was for Polly. She came in here on a mission for her man, okay? Mm -hmm. You better fight mm -hmm. for your man. She came in here to take down somebody for her man. And so I thought it was really, really good. She talked that talk. She got Michelle down there. And then this is where I got to put my girl in timeout because baby, you lost. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you mm -hmm. did all of that and then you lost. And this was Kara's game to win. Like, you come right. in with these heavy blocks. This, she, does, she does this for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This is what Kara does. Right. Push stuff around. CrossFit, this is her thing. But that's what I'm telling you. That equalizer of that puzzle. Them muscles don't the mean nothing. That puzzle come into play and you gotta be ready. And oh, it, oh my girl, my it girl. It didn't even seem like she was moving the pieces that much. I feel like what we're learning this season when it comes to mercenaries is that there actually is an advantage to being immersed in the game. Yeah. Because some of the people that have come that we know are heavy hitters, like a Laurel, like a Kara, and still ultimately aren't coming home with the W, yeah. I feel like they seem maybe a little off their game because you're flying in. You know, you probably were on your laptop two hours ago or Had something. a couple I don't margaritas. Know, talking to your accountant, doing whatever. <laughs> and then you got to have your head in the game and it's yeah. really hard to like just fully switch on like that and yeah. switch off. It's got to be that. Because otherwise, I feel like those people were living in the house there's no way they'd be taken out. But we so also easily. noticed that they both got flustered, though. When it comes to Kara and, and Laurel, mm -hmm. they both got mm -hmm. flustered. And I think it was the 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 pressure. Michelle? The pressure oh. of... <laughs> absolutely not. I think it was the pressure <laughs> of knowing that they had to come in here and they had to win because yeah. of the title they were coming in with. You know what I mean? I can't be the one to lose to y'all. And that just shows what they think of the cast. Don't underestimate right. people. I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's well, especially when you talk smack. If you're going to talk the talk, you better at least be able to do the hop or Man. something if you can't walk the walk. Uh, Darrell put Darrell in that category too. <laughs> my Darrell. nominees for Gold Star and Time Out are the same. So my nominees for Gold Star are Kara for all the reasons that you mentioned. She came in talking the talk. I love that she came in to cause chaos and she did. I love that she didn't hold back. Like she was leaning into her villain yeah. role yeah. here and she looked fabulous. Love yeah. that. Also, my nominees for Gold Star are Michelle because she is ultimately, I've been calling her this, sort of the godfather of this season. Uh, a big switch up from what we saw in her gameplay in Ride or Dies. Yeah. And uh, she's been able to get a lot of people to do sort of her dirty work or she's been able to keep her hands clean. Yeah. Um, my winner for Gold Star is actually Michelle because she went down and did what needed to be done. Yeah. And I can't imagine the surprise when you really think oh I'm safe like I'm not going in today I'm chilling you yeah. know I've just been napping put on a little lip gloss showed up at the arena said what's up to TJ you know analyzed his outfit and then all of a sudden your name gets called and you've got to go down there against an icon yeah. but Michelle turned it on and did what needed to be done so she gets my gold star for yeah. the timeout. the nominees are uh, Michelle because she was terrified to go down there um, and because she had that freak out when they called into question her loyalty now I understand <laughs> nobody wants to be questioned but I feel like she went from zero to a thousand quickly and it just seemed like a lot when they had a valid question and if she felt like she really wasn't going to um, throw it then I would just be like Nah, fool. You know what I mean? Like, like I feel relax. like she got really riled up. Yeah, for like what it was. So she gets my nominee nomination for timeout. And then Kara gets my nomination because while she talked the talk, 
that girl just sat down. She didn't walk. <laughs> she didn't walk the walk. She didn't hop, skip, jump. She do she do anything. She just sat down. Uh, so my timeout for the week is gonna have to go to Kara. I get it; it's a disadvantage, and I appreciate how gracious she was ultimately when Michelle won. I thought that was beautiful to yes, see. Yes. You know, I'm I'm glad for Michelle, but I feel like it also would have been really cool to see Kara yeah. sort of be Kara, especially after being gone for so long. You know what I mean? Yeah. To so come back and yeah. get that win would have been great. But shout out to yeah. Michelle, you did that. Yes, girl. she did. Yes, she did. And now, I mean, if the Godfather was strong already. Psh, psh, She's now coming in that house full. I know I would. Wouldn't you? Da- I mean, like you just. I mean, she was able to like get people to do stuff without backing it up, and now she just backed it up tenfold. Like they I was carrying her away, Michelle. like she was the queen of Sheba. Right. Like, yes, I expect she literally called herself the queen bee anyway. So I expect to see her running things. And what's cool is not only do we have we don't have to just wait till next week to see what happens. Because we've got her on the podcast today. So you we know we're going to ask her all the questions and talk about all the things. And um, she even tells us about her thoughts or feelings about coming on the podcast. Yeah. Which is, I was actually surprised by that. I blame y'all. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> right. 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 I was surprised by that. I was like, wait, what? But it's a good conversation and so much fun. And um, I'm glad we get to talk to the Godfather. So I don't know what that accent was. So uh, grab a snack. Do your thing. You guys are not going to want to miss this. We're talking to Survivor winner. Yes. All right. And Tom Holland fave, Michelle Fitzgerald, right after this. Yeah. They say time waits for no one, and neither should payday. Challengers wait a whole season just to find out if they're going home with the gold and the paycheck. But for everyone else, the money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Earnin is designed to support you in the short term and long term. Access your own money on your own schedule and cover what counts. From a special night out with Bay to a last minute gift or an unexpected vet visit for your furry friend. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers. Download Earnin today, spelled E A R N I N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in MTV under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's MTV under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust Member FDIC. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the body app and just follow along day by day. Before most people are even out of bed, I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. 
All right. Now you knew that we we had to do it, Day. Like we had we had to get. I like to call her the Godfather because I feel like this season that is very much what she is. She is running things behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, on the side of things. So please give a big round of applause and welcome the fabulous Godfather Michelle Fitzgerald. Hi, Michelle. Hi. I've never seen that movie. Um, it's you. It's giving you. Uh, well, according to Michelle, she is the queen bee of the worker bees. So I, that oh, too. The queen bee of the worker bees. Uh, I was cringing so. Nobody cringes harder watching myself back than myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally like, ugh. How would you say you're playing the game? Like, how would you rate your gameplay up to this point this season? Um... You know, I was tentative to go on this season in general because I had just gotten off the last one. And mm -hmm. I think it's weird because when I went in, my entire mindset was like, I'm just going to relax. I, I was so stressed out with like the Hopper situation last season mm -hmm. that emotionally I didn't have it in me to like feel like I could play really hard, which mm -hmm. is why I just decided to be like, hey, here's my group. I'm just going to be like, we're sticking to this. And I really was trying to make it as simple as possible for myself so that I didn't emotionally mm -hmm. go through what I went through last season. Right. Um, so for you to establish such a strong alliance, did you make some calls beforehand? And if so, who were you speaking with? Who did you initially talk to before coming into the house? So I actually agreed to go on the show about two days prior to going on the show. I, wow. I only had about a week and a half between filming and so I had said no, and I was at my parents, and I was talking to my brother, and, uh, you know, he has some brain injuries and stuff. And so um, I, I think for my family, a lot of times watching it back is like a bright spot in like a situation that can be a little bit challenging mm -hmm. at home. So he was like, Michelle, I really want you to, I really think you should go do it. I really want you to go do it. And I called them up and I was like, hey, I know it's two days prior, but like I have all the medical stuff already. You know, right. I'm already set up to do it. Like if, if you guys will have me, then, I, then I'll do it. So it didn't leave a lot of time to do sort of maybe like the pre-gaming that would traditionally go down. But yeah. in general, like my friendships in this house aren't somebody that like, I don't need to call them and be like, hey, let's set up a pre-game alliance. I talk to these people really regularly outside of it. Olivia comes and stays for a week at my house. I talk to Mariah all the time. I text Corey every mm -hmm. single day. I, Ed has vacationed with me and my family. Like these are my friends, actually. Like all separately. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so I don't, I didn't really need to be like, hey, like a lot of them I right. didn't tell. I told Mariah, I told Corey, Jay, and Olivia. That was it. Okay. And most of it, they were trying to talk me into going. Um, was a lot of like the conversations that I was having prior because I was like, I'm, I'm spent. I have to know with all of these. <laughs> dare I say, strong personalities mm. <laughs> with all of these, 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 these humans, right? With all of these humans Not that humans. you are connected to <laughs> and that are playing this game, how is it that you managed to become the conductor of the train? Because that's exactly who you are this season. You are the conductor of the train. I don't, or that's what we see. Yeah, I don't think that that was an in intention of mine at all. Like, I think it was just uh -huh. more like I... I don't know, people would just come and ask my opinion on things. And, you know, obviously I think that because I have certain people that I, I want to make sure that they're okay, I end up sometimes uh -huh. like 
you know, pushing for certain names over others. Um, but it wasn't really my like intention to kind of step into a role of like leadership at all. Um, I, I, it's actually something I, in my regular life, I'm definitely very passive. I'm pretty beta. So like it, it's not, yeah, it's, it's interesting to watch back. Cause it's not something that, um, I, even on all my survivor seasons, even the one that I won, I was never somebody who had any power or like even wanted to have any power. So at what point in this game did you realize though that by your own words you were the queen bee and the others were the worker bees like when did you start to realize oh wow i'm kind of jay and i are kind of running this game god i hate that so much um i think that it was coming from like hearing people like Horacio and kylan and colleen you know the feedback i was getting was like like sort of like we need to cut off the head of the snake sort of thing. So I think just based on their perception, it was making me feel like that was what was going on more so than like it was me actively trying to be like the queen bee or whatever the, the quote is. I have so I think if I could literally reach into production and strike it out myself, I would, but yeah. Yeah, but you didn't lie. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you told a lie. You, you didn't lie. Cause that's pretty much how you're being viewed. And, and you use the analogy of the head of the snake. Cause I've used that in, re in reference to you on this podcast before. I'm like, Hey, she's the head who going to cut her off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I do want to know in this game, um, everyone has their one, their, their number one and their number two. We know that Jay is your number one guy. I want to hear from you. Who is your number one girl in this game? Uh, Mariah pretty much was always the person. So I knew that I wanted to be with Olivia, Mariah and Norese. Olivia and Norris were really close. And even though, you know, Olivia comes and, and she stayed with me and I'm really close with Olivia, um, I knew that they were always going to have each other's backs more than mine. So for me, Mariah was sort of that, that person for me. But then I also come in with this relationship with Berna and we obviously have our own, you know, our own situation. Yes, please tell us about right. that because all we see right. is her getting... It seems like she's constantly really <laughs> hurt by decisions that you make in the game, but we don't, I feel like as a viewer, we don't have a full or even a partial understanding of the depths of you all's friendship yeah. or relationship outside of this house. So you mentioned all the other people that come and stay with you, you vacation with them. What is your dynamic and relationship with Berna to the point that she feels like she should be your number one and that she literally called you or like her you queen. Her she called you her queen yeah. in this episode. Yeah, I know. I think, um, me and, me and Berna played uh, Spies, Lies, and Allies together. And, you know, during that time, I mean, we, we would check in with each other, whatever. Actually, some shit went down with me and Amanda um, and Ashley at one point. And I kind of had said something on a podcast or something like that, kind of shading Berna. And she was really, really mad at me. And, you know, after that point, I called her. We talked it through. And, like, I started to understand sort of, like, that she's she comes off sometimes really like like intense but underneath that yeah. is somebody who's like really sensitive and she has a lot going on and so like emotionally I felt like she needed me a lot during that season for like her she was kind of going through some stuff like emotionally that um yeah I just felt like she like needed she like needed some support and that's really I was trying to be a friend to her, but I felt really pulled in a lot of directions. So yeah, mm. yeah. Let's let's take it back for a minute and let's talk about. Can I, can I say something really quick? 
Yeah, of course. Um, I so I haven't listened to the podcast, but I've heard that you guys have been shading me a bit on the podcast. Is this true? No, I think I think you've I've called you the Godfather. I think if look, I will admittedly if anything happens in an episode, we assess it in said episode and then I forget it for next episode. So I was really tentative to come on because I was like, you know, I I, I am trying to be more act and more active participant in my mental health. And like, you know, I think sometimes I'm like, why would I put myself in a situation where I feel like I'm defensive or like whatever. So I was kind of tentative to come on here if I'm being honest with you. We could feel, yeah, we could totally feel well, that. Yeah, we can sense yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's very apparent. Um, what did you hear? Because like I told you, the most that I think I've said about you and I just said it was I called you the head of the snake and I was wondering why no one tried to like get you out. Yeah, because you're because running you everything. running the game. But I mean, what did you hear? Because I mean, you know me, I'm a straight shooter. I don't know if it was anything in particular, but people, slided my, people were citing my DMs like, did you see this? Like, or did you listen to this? Because I think they don't like you. And I was like, I just, I, I, I mean, I, I, not everybody has to like everybody, whatever, but obviously like, I'm right. like, okay, do I put myself in a situation on this podcast with two people who don't fuck with me? But Michelle, you can always direct message. You can always send a text. We are super transparent. I have never not liked you and my stance for the show as a whole for the most part is like the way someone plays the game is how they play the game and I may not like that but that's not a reflection of what I think of them as a person because it's the game and it's like very different um so it's we give everyone kind of like space if anything we talked about we've definitely shaded Callum because we don't love how that went down. We don't love that you didn't know. And we've expressed, everyone knows that you didn't know. And we've asked other guests that have come on. It seemed no one in the house knew. We definitely don't love that. We definitely were screaming to you through the ether. Although I know we take this after it's filmed of like, Michelle, please, like, please stop with him. But it's certainly been no shade. Also, anyone, if anyone ever sends you that DM again, A, you can always come to us directly. Send it Please to we'll us. Say. But you ask <laughs> so them to I, quote it I, because them saying they think we don't like you, but not, yeah. but not saying what is a very different than. I know. And you know what? I just wanted to address it because I can feel myself be tense when I'm like, and, and I don't, that, that obviously that's not going to get the best result. So I was like, oh, let me just confront it head on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Rather than me sitting here and be defensive this entire episode. So Good. Well, we appreciate no, you. I'm glad you did that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you okay. did that. Yeah. And because it was, we definitely felt it. But I mean, and you know me outside of this, you could easily. I know. I, this. You I know, know how like, I It's am. not that easy. Like it, 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 it's intimidating. And also you don't want to be somebody who, um, who's like, do you guys like me? Like, that's not it. It's not a vibe. I just, <laughs> I just was wondering whether I should put myself in a position to come on knowing that, you know what I mean? Totally. Well, yeah. well here's the thing too, is I think, because also we do have, you know, uh, we just we just talk, we ask questions, and we really do try to do um, a fair space of giving people space, and again, separating that like it's gameplay versus the person. And also, what's not to like about this? I am personally someone who likes to play a game where if I don't have to go in elimination, I don't, and if I can, you know, if I'm cool with people in the house, great. So there's from a gameplay perspective, I think you're doing a brilliant job. I didn't understand why so many people seemed afraid or were. Like even Burn, and I think we spoke to Burn about this, you know, she's like, Michelle's my number one, my number one, but it it didn't seem equal. Like there's too many numbers, right? So it's like, that can't be. And so for that, it's sort of like, how are people so loyal 
when they know they're number three or two, whatever, like on the thing that didn't make sense, but it's still not a criticism to you. It's a criticism to them because they've opted into that. I think too, like I, it, okay. So it's like you go to, I'm trying to figure out a good analogy for this situation. Like Ed, okay. Like for example, I, Ed openly would know he's not my number one, whatever, but I probably still am the closest person to him out of everybody else in the cast. I get what you're saying. I had a relationship with a man. Well, me and him hooked up on Spies, Lies, and Allies. Obviously, me and him are going to be closer than him and anybody else because of that relationship. So, like, I think that despite the fact that maybe they're not my number one, I'm still the closest person that they have based on the the casting. But, I mean, it seems to be working out well for you. And one thing I have, um, I do remember that I said on the podcast, and I also think I tweeted about it is at least now I know some stuff is coming up in future episodes. Don't give any spoilers, but at least in the previous episodes, we've seen the way you and Jay work so well together. I have said that I feel like I wish, and people have agreed in the tweets from listening. I was like, I don't know. I just feel like if we could figure out how to get that bond back, I know they're just friends now, but I don't know. It just, you two seem to work very well to each other with each other up until yeah. that point. So know that that is floating out never. there. What? Never, never, <laughs> ever. You know what? Okay. Me and Jay, obviously we used to date back in the day. That's how we ended up on Ride or Dies together. And mm-hmm. um, we were like, we were like drinking a lot of tequila, fighting. We were just crazy. Okay, we don't want that. Yeah, we don't want any of that. <laughs> when we went on Ride or Dies, I was like, my parents were like, oh, fuck, you're going to be with Jay. Like, this is going to be probably really bad. And it just took the opposite direction. You know, we've both grown so much since. Yeah. We're, and because we know each other so well, it's just like, I know what ticks him off. He knows what ticks me off, you know, and we have a pretty good open line of communication. So like it's. Yeah, we see that. Like, that's the thing that we see. And you guys like, uh, remember that challenge that involved the cars? Yeah. Right. Like directing oh, the cars together. So like the good. way, obviously it was a whole team thing, but just seeing the way you two work together and communicate as leaders was just lovely to yeah. see. And so I know you guys were toxic apparently together back in the day, but it sounds like you both grown. I'm just saying, uh, it sounds like you both grown. You know, but Jay has a girlfriend. I love her. So I'll let her. Okay. No disrespect. Okay. I'll so no disrespect to Jay's girlfriend, girlfriend. And he can keep his regular girlfriend. You know, I don't. I like it. No. I like it. I like it. Now, speaking of challenge girlfriend, boyfriend, can you walk us through this love story of Callum? Like girl. <laughs> First of all, when did you find out that he had a girlfriend? When y'all found out, episode one. Are you serious? You didn't even know after you were done filming? No. Nobody told you? What? I had no idea. I found out when the episode aired. Um, Stop. No, yeah, seriously. Some people from podcasts had reached out like, did you know Callum had a girlfriend? I was like, what the fuck? So. Yeah. Wow. It was really, really hard. Were you guys still talk, keeping in touch up until that point at all? Or had you gone cold turkey for conversation after you, after he got eliminated? So, so basically the way it went down, like, you know, I got home and I had been under the expectation that like, as soon as I got out, we'd be texting, messaging. I was like falling for this boy. You guys, yeah, it seemed like it totally. And I get back and I open my WhatsApp and he had messaged me all this lovey-dovey stuff. And then one day he messaged me this brick of a text being like, I don't think this is ever going to work out, whatever. I'm like, okay. Whoa. So I call him. He doesn't answer me for four days. I'm like, bet this guy sucks. So yeah. Funny. He finally yeah. answers. 
And I'm like, screw you, dude. Like I am going through like, you know, just getting off the show. I'm like feeling really emotionally drained right now. And I could have used your support. I don't want to fucking talk to you anymore. You know, setting a boundary. He's like, no, 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 please. Let's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't step up. Let's still talk, whatever. I was like, I'll keep you here, but keep you at an arm's distance. Right. Definitely still flirting with me, texting me, doing all of this stuff. And when I saw the episode, I called him and I, I called him right away. And I was like, um, excuse me, like how fucking dare you like hoodwink me this entire season where you using me? I, you know, shit like personal stuff about me. Like, yeah. Why do it? Like, yeah, I can't even wrap my head around why you would go to the lengths that he went to, to deceive me and to continue to deceive me, to not give me a heads up. And, um, yeah, so me and him, we're not chatting right now. His girlfriend came into my DMs and I had teeter tottering about whether or not I wanted to reach out to her. Um, once I found out and I had enough, like, I I wasn't really trying to blow his life up at all. I figured Mm -hmm. he's watching this show at this point. She must know. Um, Right. I guess eventually she did actually watch the show um, recently and yeah, they, I don't know. Who knows? Wow. On your podcast, he's, he's, yeah, he did. He dipped out. I don't know if you heard that. He they did in your DMs about that. Cause they knew that he would like, again, like Day and I said, we are straight talkers. So if you, we think you do something effed up on the show, we're going to ask you. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. and like, on your shit. yeah, exactly. Like, I am so sorry you went through that, that because you could tell watching it, you could tell that you were genuine. You could tell that you didn't know. And so, and it didn't. And again, everyone we've had come on, they didn't know in the house either. Like has said, like, yeah. we had no idea. We had no idea, which is wild. And then to see him say, I love you. To the girl in the, I know, I, I know. So show, I mean, I was crying. I was, I was a mess when I'm I felt. sorry, Michelle. You know what? Fuck it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that yeah. people are like this. Right. You know, watching this season, watching so many people cheat on their significant others, it's like, that's so, I have no faith in love anymore. I really, I, I'm so jaded. Don't let them, oh, don't, don't let do them that. jade you because that is not real life. Like, it's, it's real life if you allow it to be your real life, but know that responsible, smart, emotionally intelligent people don't do that. That's not the norm. And so, there's no need to settle for it. And then also, yeah. the people that aren't acknowledging their role in it are annoying the hell yeah. out of me this season. Yeah. Um, people who are like, oh, well, he has a girlfriend she should know or whatever you know like whatever like no you know what don't in your ring Devin makes me have faith in love again because I I would love a piece of jewelry like that um (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you I feel like you met Adam when we did aftermath or maybe he wasn't there that day we did our episode I don't remember but um thank you and he's a good guy and he absolutely wouldn't cheat because he knows it'd be over but and I don't mean just us over I'm crazy. Uh, so, so know that, you know, I'm, I'm glad Callum showed his ass so that you didn't have to invest even more time, but I hate that you went through that because no one does it. Like that's just, he's don't get me. Don't get me I, started. I tried to take solace in the fact that like, listen, it sucks watching it back and stuff, but yeah. in there he was making me breakfast every day. Bringing I mean, me Hey coffee. girl. He made me dinner. <laughs> I got a lot of perks, so I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to try to appreciate it for what There you go. Right. And hopefully he comes to reunions that I could, like, say that he's a piece of shit to his face, but I feel like he's probably not going to show up, honestly. Who would you – I think so, too. Who would you rather battle in in an arena, Callum or Laurel? (laughs) (laughs) 
I'll take Callum. I mean, I'm not trying to say You still don't want to take Laurel. Your reaction, by the way, when Laurel showed up, like, it was I don't, comedy. it was, it was, I, Michelle, I can't even, also, by the way, I'm remembering, was it on this podcast or the USA one where we talked about how Tom Holland's like such a fan of yours? Did we talk about this with time. you? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, so shout out to Tom Holland if he's listening. Um, so your reaction from going to being Godfather-esque, which you're going to, you don't have to watch the whole movie, but you got to watch the synopsis. Godfather is literally like a mafia leader, basically. So you're Godfather-esque all season. And then as this Laurel part comes, you do a 180 into like, Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't know. Is she gonna? I don't know. What's gonna happen? To me? Like what? This girl, this girl is under my skin. Do you know what I mean? Like you just sometimes have that person who just like they dig their teeth into you, and then you like they bother you because you. I can't understand yeah. our dynamic. I can't understand. Yeah. What is it? I can't understand. I have a hard time understanding her. Like we're just so different. She's super like analytical. And I'm super, mm-hmm. uh, like, emotional. And so I feel like we're just mm-hmm. very, very different in the way that we navigate the world. And so, and she, like, hates me so much <laughs> that it, like, it it shakes me. Like, she hates, hates me. Like, to my core, hates me. Do you know what the root of that is? Like, why? Because I threw her in on Ryder Dives back to back and sent her that's the only reason? That is the reason. <laughs> I mean, that's a big enough, that's a pretty big ass reason. <laughs> I mean, there's people who have thrown me into elimination and it's like, it ain't no beef, but if I see you, I see you. But it is not like, you know, it's not like- I'm uh, saying, I've, had, I've, I've gone home every single season and anybody who sent me home, like I don't take shit personal though. Like I've said this on the podcast before. I really don't. Like if it happens to me, I'm just like, okay, I move right along. Like I understand how it's their mm-hmm. games, but yeah, she takes it really, really personal. She's like, I will be coming for you until I get you. I'm like, why? why? <laughs> but I feel like that's but I feel like that's also goes back to her analytical side, right? Like I actually think she sees it as like black and white. Like yeah. I even she has in the sense you. that she could still she could even still like you. I'm not saying she does like you, Michelle, but but <laughs> I'm saying like she could even still like you in real life, you know, like out or be like, hey, but in the game, this it's like, nope, you sent me home. Yeah. So I'm gonna absolutely you've got to learn your lesson. Like she's very yeah. and what's funny is you say you guys are so different and you may be, but I actually think you're similar in yeah. certain ways and that's why you were together. And you pulled out this hit list in this episode. Michelle, that is very reminiscent of Laurel's hit list and yeah. free agents where she's like, this is where you fall on my list and da da da. Yes, there is a, a scene where Laurel does that. It's actually me having that conversation with her uh, because people voted her in. And I basically said, well, here's who orchestrated that. And she told me where I was on the hit list, which was low, which is great. Um, so <laughs> you guys are actually <laughs> more alike, I think, than you think, which may be part of that. Yeah, you know. you know, she came to New York recently and we actually went out. It was like a big wait, group of us. And we- so you guys, okay, wait. So you guys were interact. you outside of the show, you <laughs> said you, she hates you, your core, but you guys were in a group. And you went out without supervision. Okay, tell us the rest. We were talking, we were laughing. I literally said to her, I was like, Laurel, do we need to make out? Is it sexual tension? Just tell me what's going on. Michelle. And she, I don't know. We can't get down to the bottom of it. Bottom of it. I, I, what did she say? Did she say anything back to you, though, when you said, when you were like, what is it? Did she say anything? No. No, she, but she, oh, said, wow. she said, maybe I'm the make out thing. So there's a shot. There. <laughs> Oh, 
Oh, you but at least you like, guys were hanging out. Yeah. That's like you seem like you're very open and willing. And I think yeah. I think once you guys have this showdown and this elimination, because it has to happen, it has to happen. Yeah. Once you guys have this showdown, then I think it'll be like, oh, okay, so let me call you and I agree. we'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think they could be one hell of an alliance. Oh, yeah. Like I oh, think once sure. you guys get the like get that out of the way. Like basically once she beats your ass in arena once so she feels better, I feel like and I'm not saying you can't beat her, I believe you can, but I'm just saying she's not probably gonna be at a reset until Michelle looks she like, feels Wait a like <laughs> I don't wanna go against her, but I will say that part of me wishes that I had you know, I, I'm a scaredy cat. I wish I had a backbone and I wish I was just like, you know what, I should just go down and fight fight it out right now. I just felt like I had too much to lose by going. That's, that's not that smart. Was smart. That wasn't smart. Play, though. Don't do that. Like, yeah, that it would have been, been smart to volunteer. Yeah, we heard you say that this yeah, episode. Yeah, that would have been like, smart. Girl, for who and what? Yeah, no, you, you have did nothing the right to thing. prove. You have nothing to prove. What would you have done if she had called you down there? Probably what I did with Kara. I literally was just like, eh, okay. And when you saw her in the arena this time, was that before you guys hung out in New York that you just told us about? Or was this after you guys had, like, where you saw her? It was in New recently. York? So it was after. Okay. So that, oh. so you saw each other after the, that whole yeah. thing. Okay. So also, the similarities between you and Laurel, the fact that it was Kara that you went against, given their whole history of Laurel, Kara used to be besties, now not besties, gone against each other in the arena multiple times. Let me tell you, okay? This girl, Kara, she came up to me and she was like, oh, Laurel really doesn't like you, huh? I was like, I thought you don't like Laurel either. And you know the saying, the enemy of your enemy is your friend. Okay. Right. Uh -huh. We have a mutual enemy here, apparently. If you got, I don't know, maybe they're not enemies anymore because apparently Laurel had saw her in the hotel and said to choose me. I think that's also a, a factor here as well. You know what? I thought about that too. Really? I thought about that too. Oh. Wow. Yep. So like, so I was just like, okay, I bet. But I was like, girl, you didn't get the memo. Me and you, we're together, honey. Like, yeah. How did she know that you, because she kept calling you orange shirt. Mm -hmm. And so how did she know then if Laurel told her pick Michelle, how did she know that orange shirt was Michelle? She showed her Without face. calling you. I think that. She, I think she clearly knew who I was. I, I, I don't know. I think she just wanted to call I you orange shirt just to call you orange that. shirt is like a dig. Like I, you're not even, not even yeah. important enough for me to bother with your name. It's yeah. disrespectful, honestly. Um, you know who I yeah. am. You know you're gonna. You started with me. You always knew you were gonna call me down. There's no fucking way that I'm gonna sell one of my girls out to go against you. So I just yeah. sat on it. I was like, fine, I'll. I'll go down. It is what it is. And then she also mentioned something about Polly had said something about Michelle too. So that was a trigger as I, well. Right. I thought that that was very interesting. And I was in Vegas with Polly after this. And I was like, uh -huh. what the fuck, Polly? Like, yeah. you know, because she, because I asked her, I was like, why did you pick me while we were like prepping for our interview? And she's like, Polly told me you were a snake, something like that. And I was like, what? Like me and Polly worked together. He was on team red flags with me. I thought we were good. So I asked yeah. him in Vegas, he's like, you know, there's other, there's other factors at play than that. So don't, he's, he's like, there's other information that you're not, you're not getting. And I was like, okay. So you think that's where the Laurel, so you think that kind of implied that like Laurel said something? I don't know. I just heard that Laurel had said something, but I don't know what the other factors are. I'm not going to think too deep into it. Of course. Maybe he did say I was a snake. I can be a snake sometimes. So like, whatever it is, what it is. Do you feel like you and Cara are cool now, though? Because she seemed gracious when you won. Yeah. So yeah. do you feel like you guys are, that it's like, 
or have you seen her since? I know you saw Laurel. She was like- also in New York with Laurel. So was, that group? It, yeah. So um, we had all went out to dinner, but we sat on opposite sides. I don't, I don't hold any animosity towards her at all, but I, I don't know her really at all. Right. Yeah. Okay. Bottom okay. line, whatever was said behind closed doors, you won. So right. yeah. where's that? <laughs> I know. I, I really was shitting bricks. And then I just came to a point that I was like, you know what? I'm tired. I was tired from USA and I was tired from this game. And I was like, if this is where it ends for me, I can lose to Cara and be okay. So I just went into this place of like total peace. Like if I go out, this mm-hmm. is how I want to go out. If I win, great. I get to stay. So I was just in a place of acceptance at that point. All right, y'all. We have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day, I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the body app and just follow along day by day. Before most people are even out of bed, I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. you ready we ready okay so let's get back to the show you made the puzzle look easy and i know it wasn't i know the blocks are heavy but you made it look easy car made it look insanely hard so like what do you think was the disconnect of like what was your strategy and why do you think car struggled so much with it it was a very very simple puzzle to be transparent with you but um it, so it has to do with the rings and the coloration. It's it's a lot of times with puzzles like that, it's just like attention to detail. So you have mm-hmm. to realize like things could look like they're lining up, but one color shift like is gotcha is all that it takes sometimes. So really, I wasn't battling the puzzle much. I was battling the heaviness of the pieces, which mm-hmm, I didn't yeah. struggle with at all, you know. But mm-hmm. um, that was my like Achilles heel in. in um, in this, but the puzzle was like, for me, I felt fairly easy to understand. I was a nervous. Yeah. There was two different sides to each piece, which were different. So I kind mm, of kept uh, shifting the puzzle because I'd be like, wait, this isn't the pattern that I'm going with. So I was nervous. I was going to get to the end and realize, gotcha. like, fuck, I had done something wrong and I was going to have to flip them all, but it had just, yeah, kind of fell into place, I guess. Yeah. I want to give you an opportunity to clarify because you know how these Twitter streets are, girl. You know how the Twitter Dave streets lives are. In the Twitter and streets. you went, I sure do. I'll be all up in that thing. And you 
went against someone who is very well loved and you beat her, right? And so the Twitter streets are going to say you won because the cast helped yes. you. How do you stand on that? I mean, pe people can say whatever they want. I don't really, I don't really care because I was there and I know. And the truth is, yeah. like, people were yelling from the sidelines. At a certain point, I was like, please stop yelling. Like, I saw it. I understood it. Only I know that. Like, I, I, yeah. I can't, I can't make other people understand what was going on in my mind. But like, it, I understood the puzzle. I didn't need help. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Nobody. Could, yeah. Like if people could come down and push the heavy pieces for me, that would have helped. Right. But the puzzle right. is not something that <laughs> I I just I honestly just understood it. There was no need for assistance on the sidelines. But I was I honestly took the assistance from this um I took like the cheering more as like a motivator. Like more than, right. more than yeah. I needed like yeah. help. I needed to hear people having my back. And, that they wanted you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. that morale boost, like after unexpectedly getting called down and me feeling like I was going against yeah. a, a savage and like, you know, feeling a little bit intimidated. Like it was like, okay, I have all these people like supporting me and that was helpful. Did that also yeah. affect, cause we saw earlier in this particular episode, the whole Kyland and Mariah thing. And we see you kind of, oh, or like flip out a little bit when it seems like maybe Kylan questioned you or questioned your loyalty and whether or not you're going to throw this challenge. So can you, Take us to like what you felt in that moment and why you think it affected you so much. I was fucking pissed. I was so mad. <laughs> I was literally so mad because you know what it is? I would get really anxious, heights over water in general. And okay. now you're telling me that this thing is just going to like shove me and push me off the side. So I, um, I like go a little bit inside of myself when like, you know, we get our teams and Kylan wants to talk through strategy. He's really analytical. He needs to talk everything through. And I, I kind of go like inward. I, I have a hard time. I don't want to strategize when I'm anxious. I just need to like, mm -hmm. there's not much strategizing in my opinion that you can do on this. I just like, yeah. it's kind of like self-comfort. And so he mistook my silence for like, is Michelle going to throw this? Um, and that makes sense. And he said, he had asked Mariah and Mariah was like, Mariah's like, you're not going to throw this, right? I was like, where's that even coming from? Why would I throw this? And also, I'm so small. I suck at shit like this. Like, I, you think I have yeah. it in me to throw? Yeah, like, how would you really throw it except for get on the other team's side and try and push it? There wasn't really, as a, unless you were the strongest guy, yeah. right, or the strongest person there, there wasn't really a way one single person could sabotage, I don't think. No, I had no, um, I had no, I never wanted to throw it. So I think my anxiety, like leading into the challenge, plus hearing that, I was like, dude, this is not it right now. Like my team doesn't trust me. It was not the morale that I needed going into that challenge. I was just like, I was fucking freaking out, to be honest with you. I never do well heights over water. Yeah. It terrifies me. Yeah. I don't understand why you guys don't love the heights over heights water. Heights over water? What? Yeah, I feel like what? Those are fun. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no I'll way. do that over endurance any day. Like I see heights over water, I'm like, oh, good. Oh, well, I don't like endurance. No I'm way. like, oh god. To be clear, I don't like endurance either. <laughs> so, to be clear, Wait. I don't like any of the challenges. Let's be very. Wait, how did you feel about the food one that we saw recently? How did you feel about the one where you guys had to eat the gross stuff? No. So, and you know what? I was freaking out because I have every single time. 
people hear that you're on Survivor, they're like, oh my gosh, do you have to eat gross stuff? That's like the second question that I get asked other than like, where do you go to the bathroom? Yeah. Those are like the two questions yeah. I always get asked. And I've done now six seasons of shows. I never once have had to have an eating challenge in any of them. So I felt like wow. I was like yeah. dodging this bullet. I was like, you know what? I'm going to come by unscathed. I can't even watch when that comes on my screen. Other people, I start gagging and stuff. So they gave me the vegan option, which was mm-hmm. the oil, ah. right? That fucked my stomach. I was like, I should have just had the brain soup. Like I was violently ill for like three oh. days, four days after that challenge. Oh my god! And you throw up, and there's like a film of oil on the top of the toilet. Oh, Uh, oil was coming out of me from every orifice. It was horrible. Oh my god! Oh my god, Michelle! I know. No, can't do it. I don't feel like I'll ever look at olive oil the same way. I I went to Italy and I had an olive oil like pasta, and um, I I actually had to like leave the restaurant and go into the parking lot to throw up because it like triggered me. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. So embarrassing. Yeah. That is crazy. That is so bad. Um, speaking of being triggered, I want to go back to a couple episodes ago because we see you, I feel like there are mama bird moments that we see in this season too. And we see you get concerned over Mariah for a bit and feeling like she, cause you mentioned she's your number one and feeling like she's getting, I don't know if it's distracted by James or just kind of like attaching herself to James or maybe even just putting herself out on a limb and like putting a target on her back for James. Can you walk us through, especially because you're such a, um, an excellent social player and reader of people. Can you walk us through why that was so concerning for you? And at this point in the game, are you still concerned by that? Or, or have you, do you now feel like, Oh, okay. I got my girl Mariah back. Like she's balancing it all out now. I was exceptionally anxious over her relationship with James for multiple reasons. Obviously I just played a season with bananas and I have a relationship with him. So Oh, right. I didn't even think about that part of it. And and we started my, my first show with her, their, their romance was sort of like bubbling. Right. I was there for like the origin story of it all. Right. I've been friends with her. And so I I know how their relationship has kind of progressed and stuff. And so she has the bed next of mine. I'm seeing her every single night crying and going through this like emotional roller coaster of like, it's, her like justifying it in her mind and then her being really upset about it. And I was like, emotionally is killing me. Like I yeah. wanted to, mm-hmm. at a certain point I wasn't working with James. So I was like, mm-hmm. I personally don't want him here for the game, but I also like, don't want to see you going, go through this. I don't want right. to your storyline. I, I don't want this to be your battle that you're fighting every single day. And then that kind of, combined with the fact that everybody kept coming up to me and being like, Mariah's not trustworthy. She, you know, I'm like, it's also jeopardizing your game. It's taxing you emotionally. I'm just like, I feel like this is kind of a bad situation. But at a certain point, she leveled out. Like, you know, we're Mm -hmm. at a place where emotionally now she's leveled out. And that kind of made me feel more sort of calm about it because I was like, Mm -hmm. if she's okay, then that's sort of like, I could be okay with whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, once she balanced and she was like less of an emotional roller coaster, I, I was like, all right, we're back. Yeah. Yeah. That wow. that makes sense. I forgot the fact that you were there for the origin of it all too. So you certainly have a perspective, right? And sharing a room with her of all of the happenings and the things, which is, you know, which is wild and then makes sense too of your 
sort of commentary of like, this is the game in itself is stressful enough. And so anytime you're adding these layers of complexities, that only makes it that much yeah. worse. Speaking of layers of complexity, my mind is all over the place with this Olivia and Horacio. Yeah. Situation. What's going what's on? What's your input about yeah. that? Like what? Uh, you know, it's definitely interesting watching it back. It was interesting at the time coming from somebody who came from Ride or Dies and me and Jay have like, it was such a bonding experience for us. Mm -hmm. I think we learned how to communicate. We learned how each other's brain works, how we function, what we expect of each other. You know, all of these things, like there's nothing that brings you closer with somebody than being their partner. I truly believe that. And, um, and so, you know, I'm watching this all go down and I'm like, wow, me and Jay have such a different path as Ride or Dies than, than they are. And I think that, a lot of it has to do with Olivia's like needs to speak things through. She needs to talk. She needs to be, she needs, you know, she wanted him to tell her like, I, you're my ride or die. You're my number. She needed that reassurance. Okay. Yeah. yeah like verbal affirmation. Yes. She needed to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's a words of affirmation girl and he's mm -hmm. a acts of service guy. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I think she just wasn't getting kind of the, like the love that she needed from him, even though he's like, I always will have your back. I'll always support you. Right. It seems so obvious right. for him, but for her, she's like, not, that's not balancing out. The actions don't need, you know. Did they ever seem to have it? Cause so far what we're seeing, and we had Nerese on who alluded to the fact that like things happened between them, between Olivia and Tarasio. And at the time we were just shocked anyway, cause we remember them for Ryder dies and we're like, and so yeah. far in the episodes up to that point, they seem fine. So we're kind of like, how is that even possible? Um, did, you ever see them sort of try and talk to each other? Cause I feel like that part we haven't fully seen. Like we see At them. All, yeah. So yeah. like what, I don't, it feels like an easy solve of like you two sit down, Hey, blah, blah, blah. And then it's all done. I think that there was an effort there on Olivia's part to pull him and have a conversation with him. Um, but he just like, doesn't like to talk game, you know, he's just like, I'm oh. here, I'm strong. And I, I know that I can get to the end on my abilities. And like, he's very physical, you know? And she's like, I, she plays so, the social game. She really does. Right. She's, she's a beast yeah. too, but um, she is very much likes to be in the circle, in the know, making the decisions, you know? So like, I think they're just, they play the game really, really differently. And yeah. that's, and they just are so different. You know? Yeah, they definitely yeah. are yeah, different. What did you think about the advice Jay was giving uh, Olivia, which was, you know, it seems like she put a lot of pressure on herself around uh, them not winning, uh, ride yeah, or dies. Yeah. And then Jay was saying, you know, let that go. You're the reason why you guys got as far. Did you agree with that sentiment or that advice? Or I mean, I was very close with Olivia and ride or dies. Um, mm -hmm. So... For for me, I didn't know what I was doing in Ride or Dies. Let's be honest, I was just a hot <laughs> I was I don't even. We saw a little bit of that, Michelle. We definitely did in Ride or Dies. I yes. was a fucking yeah. mess in Ride or Dies. Who knows what I was doing when I was there? Who was that girl? I have no idea. Um, but <laughs> I think that they both made it as far as they did because they're so different. Like she was yeah. navigating things on the social end, just very very liked in the house. And he was mm -hmm. as well, but he he definitely brought the physical aspect that allowed them to win competitions and, you know, eliminations and stuff like that. So it really was like a great combo package. But now that it's an yeah. individual game here, we're seeing how different 
they play. And I think that that's leading to some fractures within, you know, the two of them. But she's also like going to Norris to try to like bridge that gap. She's kind of using Norris as like, can you make sense of this for me? Yeah. And can you you maybe middleman this? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think Norris is just more like, he's got your back. It's fine. And Olivia's like, I need you to step in and and be that person who says have a conversation, facilitate that. And so I think that um, that was what she was trying to do. But now it's causing friction within her and Norris as well. Um, Yeah. Did you understand or did you hear anything about like we saw Norris talking with her family, right? And her family said Olivia said something or was doing something which didn't. Cl- like they I were didn't... talking mess about her. Yeah, allegedly. but but they were friends beforehand. It didn't. I don't. Wh- what do you know, Michelle, about that? Because that just didn't add up to me. That seems so left field. Yeah, it's super left field. And we did find out. I found that out later because you know I started to see some maybe like distrust sort of beginning to to divide them. And mm-hmm. I always just thought it was maybe the Arasio thing or whatever it was. You know, the game progresses and it tests her relationships. It really does. So I just thought whatever it is. And then later I found out that she had this conversation with her brother. I guess somebody's a a past castmate slid into her brother's DMs and said that. And then he related to her sort of adding this layer of like, should I trust her? Should I? Right. Um, So, and I think she always still did trust her, I think, you know, but yeah, uh, I would, if somebody freaking called me when I'm stressed out like that and a family member was like, you can't trust Jay. I'd be like, what? Yeah. What, what do you mean? I can't trust Jay, you know? Yeah. Um, but I feel like you would have went straight to, to Jay me. and said something about it. Yeah. Right. I, I feel like you would have straight to Jay. I would, like, yeah. you have a nightmare and your like boyfriend cheats on you or something in the nightmare and then you wake up and you're like you can stay over there i'm at it yes, like, yes. yes. <laughs> that's uh jay would be like what the fuck are you talking about yeah he's like i don't even know why you're mad at me like what are you talking yeah yeah a hundred i am innocent a hundred percent so okay let's get back into this game horacio we're here when do you think he turned on you um i think that I think that there's, it seems right now that the girls are sort of the decision makers, right? But yeah. that's okay. actually like not true to what was actually going on, in my opinion. I think Jay was pulling a lot of the strings, but he didn't want to be seen as pulling the strings. From what I gather nowadays, like after the fact, I think he was kind of floating out Horacio and Kylan's name for a bit with some of the guys like Emmanuel or Corey, um, Callum, when Callum was there. So I think the deceit or or the, you know, it came first before Horacio didn't trust me. I think that there was some situations going on behind Horacio's back that made him. And the thing is, the great thing about me and Jay is that, you know, what I do is a reflection of him, what he does is a reflection of me. But that's also kind of a curse because I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, why is Horacio suddenly, you know, having some animosity towards me? But I didn't know what was going on with Jay's sort of other plans. So that was a tough conversation that me and Jay ultimately had. But um, I could just tell Horacio was just like, I don't fuck with Michelle. And I was like, shit. Wow. Yeah, he seems like the type too that once he makes up his mind, his mind is made. Like that is not. I tried, man. I sat him down. I could sense it was bad. So I was like, let me talk to him in the club. 
let me reassure him. Olivia is my girl. Norice is my girl. Right. You know, we're, we want to protect the same people here. You know, I just wanted to have a combo with him. And it was like blank. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to try. Yeah. I think too, people are starting to see your power in this game, in this particular season at the game. Like it's obvious, right? So it's yeah. for anyone who feels like they're at a lower end of the totem pole, I think part of it is like we've even had people on this season saying like, I don't know what it is to draw Michelle, but like I wanted her to like me. I wanted I wanted yeah. her to like. So it's like this. I don't know. Magic fairy dust. I don't know what you keep in your pockets, but whatever it is um, that people are starting maybe even putting up a guard because they go, look, I know when I talk to Michelle or I know if I start to listen to her, I am going to like her or agree or want to join forces or whatever else so i'm just gonna stonewall it to try and yeah. like, protect myself yeah from it that was like my mama thing yeah i mean like i i think here's the thing too like there are certain people who i'm not working with i actively was telling kyland like we both knew we weren't working together and yet we talked mm -hmm. probably the the most in the house honestly because i'm just we oh, both wow. are frank about the situation we're not working together but me and him can both separate that like I don't, just because I talk to you all the time doesn't mean that I'm going to protect you when, you know, right. if, if the time comes, I'm still going to say your name and I'm sorry for that. But, you know, I think people have a hard time separating sometimes, like just because I talk to Zara doesn't mean I'm going to protect Zara or Raven or whatever yeah. it is. Um, right. But yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I think part, the social game, if you like people, it's not that hard. Like you just have to care about people, I think in general. But I think you're good at reading people. I think you're good. And I don't mean reading people in like a bad way. I mean that like you mentioned that you go inward and therefore you can be a bit of an introvert. And I think you're more in tune with reading the room and reading people than some other people. So I think there's like an emotional intelligence level that my guess would be served you well in Survivor and serves you well in this game when you're able to like relax and stay in it versus say a rider dies, right? Where it did seem like you had a lot going on um and couldn't like live in that space it's just my theory but that's what it seems like well thank you I think um thank you like I I definitely I I definitely like love people and I think that I can read yes I think you're right like I I noticed I think what made me and Berna this season probably so close but also have so much tension is like I know I could sense that she's emotionally going through things and so it's like she needs somebody to like just be there for her and I think that that like you know take Take, and I, sometimes I wish I had given her a little bit more time and energy, but it's also like sometimes draining. That's That was my struggle on Ride or Dies is that like, I didn't want to be in a position of power. I felt like I was hurting people. I don't like, I know it's, you're calling me the godfather or whatever, but I actually don't like being in power because I don't like hurting people. And so mm -hmm. like, that's why I dissolved on Ride or Dies. I was like, I had to say half the house and now um, people hate me. Everybody's mad at me. Like that's, that's. I'm kind of a people pleaser in a lot of ways. So that's mm -hmm. a really difficult like thing. That's why you're offering to make out with Laurel. Because you're trying to please Laurel so that you guys well, can I'm be like, friends. Not. Like, I mean, I don't I wouldn't mind making <laughs> out with her to be real with you. She is beautiful also. But yes, it, it show it reflects itself as a little bit of like the people pleaser energy because you want to be like liked in that way. Yeah. How did it feel, even given all of that, 
And even, and again, when we, when I call you the Godfather, it's certainly not pejoratively. Like I think it's a skill. It's a master. People who love this game will appreciate the way you've been able to navigate this, this season. Um, yeah, it's not a name that you just give. To yeah. Anybody. That's not so a name. Like a that's a, that it is. It's yeah. skillful. It's, it's, and I actually don't feel like, which is part of the reason why I appreciate it. I feel like so far, at least from what we've seen, you haven't been snaky. Now, Corey, we've discussed this with him, how you managed to forgive him in the game. I don't know, or trust him again, but he, and he admitted that he was snaky in some of the ways he played. You have been pretty transparent about like your moves and what you're going to do, yet you still are running the house, which is just super impressive. I that um, when I'm snaky in the past, it has not gone well in the challenge. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be as transparent as possible because I didn't want to make this game emotionally harder for myself than it needed to be. So yeah. Like, I'm just going to try to play as like not manipulative just to make sure that it, I like emotionally am okay. Um, yeah. And I think because I went in with like not putting that much pressure on it, it, you know, it kind of worked out to my advantage. Like the more that you, you're like, you love a dog so much, you could squeeze it to death. Like it, it's nice to like just pet it and relax. Is yeah. that a thing? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, oh my God, my poor dog. I get what you're saying. I know your dog probably just moved a few inches away from you right yeah. now. Like, no, I don't like, know what she's doing. Like if you love something so much, you can smother it. And that's yeah. letting the fire totally. breathe instead um, has allowed for the fire to be bigger. And that's, you know, that's kind of how I feel about this season, I guess. And you won this elimination. So now you're coming back into the house with some added clout because you beat someone who is a legend in this game. How do you think this affects your gameplay moving forward throughout the rest of the season? It really like, I mean, it did shift my mindset and I said it in in the episode, but I really felt like, I mean, Kylan said it too, like Michelle can't win. I want to keep her here because my girls can beat her easily. And I very much have that mindset. You know, I've, I've, I've lost so many eliminations. I feel like I'm kind of, I'm not winning dailies. Like I kind of just feel like, okay, I guess I'm here for the ride. I'm going to get as many people as I can to the end and we'll just, you know, do the season Mm -hmm. out. But I think my mindset shifted in this moment to being like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, you do have Mm -hmm. a skill set that is unique. And yes, these people are all strong and they're badass and whatever, but I do have a skill set that is unique to me that would allow me to also, you know, succeed if I do get to the final. So I think it just like made me a little bit more, I'm very self-deprecating a lot of the time. And it, it made me a little bit more like um, confident. And I think confidence is something that like allows you to be successful. If you're not confident that you can win, you probably aren't going to win, you know? Michelle, you yeah. are strong and a badass and uh, a leader and you deserve to be there. Yes. You're playing a beautiful game. Tell Callum to stay 50,000 miles away from you at any point. At this point, Davon and I will have to step in, not not a fan but you're doing a it's a beautiful season and i'm sure tom holland would be proud like i'm just gonna say it like i haven't talked to him but i feel like he would be you know what i'm so embarrassed saying things like queen b and all of this stuff and i'm so i like hate hearing that and i i'm so i'm honestly so embarrassed watching this season back like for that reason i i i'm more i think a passive passenger on a lot like i'm a good supporting role i should not be a main role i don't feel comfortable in that position but then I'm trying to think, like, you know, if Wes said something like that, Wes says seven things like that in one episode. You know what I mean? And Literally. I mean, he is the mastermind in his own mind, right? And I just, like, you know, I need to be maybe a little bit more um, maybe okay with the, 
this position, but it's really uncomfortable for me. I don't like watching it, but. But growth comes from being uncomfortable. Not necessarily saying from saying you're queen bee all the time. You only say no, all the time. No. But, but, <laughs> but it, we're going to get you a t-shirt made. But growth comes from being uncomfortable. So you may not be comfortable in that space, but it, leadership looks good on you. And the way that people trust you is, I think, a gift you have to give because you have those talents, right? Or because people feel that way about you. For those who want to follow you and keep up with you and probably slide in your DMs and tell you more nonsense about, again, I hope you learn, Michelle. <laughs> if you us. hear, if you hear, just, <laughs> Michelle, we've done these interviews, I don't know how many times, why you would think suddenly we wouldn't like you. I wouldn't like you now. I really was like tentative to come on here. And I like, thank you guys for, for giving me that moment to talk about it. Because the last thing that I want to do is um, like not open up because I feel a certain way. So you guys for letting me like talk that through. I really appreciate it. And I'll come directly to you next time. I'll screenshot it and be like, look at this. Period. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we see we see BS at the roots. I mean, shout out to MTV, but we see BS at the roots. So we locked in. You can always be like, Devon, what is this? Absolutely. Like, oh, girl, yeah, because you was tripping or I was tripping or we was tripping. Somebody was tripping. I know. Right. Well, I hope you guys go back on a season. Honestly, we'd love to see it. What, what's, what's your deal? Are you guys coming back on or what? Yeah, Devon. Oh, so where can they find you on social media? <laughs> see- they can find you on where? <laughs> <laughs> I think Davon is going to make. I think we're going to see Davon on. I do. Oh boy! So you Instagram? You, you know what? Davon, I'm a really good roommate. So just keep that in mind. You know, honey, if you come on, uh, if you're ever there, I, I'm clean. Michelle, that's too many people on your table pole. Of that's true, girl. Like, you can't get up at right the, at the top. Right. Like, I just, I <laughs> now, now Michelle trying to add to her already long <laughs> list. You know what? I, I would feel. I'd be like, I got to worry about Mariah, Olivia, Nereen. Like, oh, like no, okay. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's just a lot of pics of my dog. I mean, if you if you're into that sort of thing, it's uh, Mish underscore fit. We appreciate you opening up and being here and just watching you this season. It's been so fun. And honey, there wouldn't be a show this season without you, really. Like, yeah. true. And no, I don't say that to everybody. Definitely didn't say it to Callum. And not just because he was too afraid to come on the podcast. Um, but yeah, so thank you for being here. So far, yes, you're still the godfather. Don't cringe at it. It's fine. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. But um, so happy to have you as a part of the Challenge fam, Michelle. And excited to see how you go. You guys are wonderful hosts. I hope you continue at it. And um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this, really. Honestly, thank you. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself. But we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work, and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I.com. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That was such a great interview. Yes. I'm glad she decided to come hang out with us despite the odds. Right. <laughs> Don't, there's nothing to be and scared about here. <laughs> we got you, girl. <laughs> but in the meantime, in between time, Devin, where can the people find you on the social of the media? They can find me on my website. That's DevinSimone.com. Devin with a Y, Simone with an I. Scroll to the bottom and you will see my socials. Uh, or you can just go to Instagram, which is Devin Simone, or uh, Twitter or TikTok. You get the picture. It's all pretty much the same. What about you, Day? Where can they find yes, you? Yes, you can find me on the Instagram at DavonDiane underscore. You can find me on, t- uh, ooh, that was good, Twitter <laughs> Day Davon underscore TikTok, DayDiane underscore. And that's it. I love that. <laughs> and thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of MTV's official Challenge Podcast. Remember, if you like this episode, rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and tell a friend to tell a friend and don't be going into any other players' DMs talking about Devin and Dave don't like you and trying to start drama we're on to you mm-hmm. Ooh, day i also have to shout out really quick um he goes by damaged golf cart on twitter his name is aaron but uh, he's freaking uh-huh. hilarious and he always listens to the pod and has the funniest memes about it so shout out to you damaged golf cart yes shout out to you friend and for everyone else you guys can catch new episodes of the challenge battle for a new champion on mtv and remember you can watch the challenge and more on paramount plus subscribe at paramountplus.com and use code challenge 39 by march 7 2024 and get your first month of paramount plus on us must be age of majority to subscribe us only payment method required terms and conditions apply visit pplus.legal slash subscription for more yes and we'll see you next Next time on MTV's official challenge podcast. You come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit facet.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current Facet members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.